All right, it is Sunday, December 10th, and this is Oddly Specific. With me, as always, is Christopher Saracino. Good evening, everyone. And we got a lot to talk about tonight, so let's jump right into it. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> Chris and I... Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because we did the epic walk, and it was... Way more epic than usual the other yes. night. We should, we should define what the epic walk is and the history associated with well, it. Well, we did. We already did on a podcast. But just in case, the recap, refresh, the recap. recap is that Chris and I do these sort of walks at 10 p.m. Uh, at night. And uh, we discuss our weeks and what's going on, anything yep. that we want to talk about. Yep. Usually pop culture, bullshit, just, you know. Things going shit. on in our lives, heavy shit, light shit, medium shit. <laughs> You okay. name it. I called you on Friday night, like out of the blue. Yeah. Actually, I didn't call. I just texted you at like 930. I was like, yo, you down yeah. for the walk? Yeah. And, and you I were was like, for some And reason. you were. I yeah. know. That's really weird that I was down for it. And, but for, anyway. and for background, like Todd lives, you live in Barhaven, yes. which is a yes. suburb of Ottawa that's about, I would say what, like 20 kilometers away from my house. I live more centrally. It's 20 kilometers away from everything. Basically. Yeah. It's like, it's really its own municipality almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So- so I, I, I hauled ass out here on Friday, and we essentially walked around developing Barhaven, which was like a series of houses under construction. Yeah. So normally it's Slightly uneventful. Slightly terrifying, by the way. Yeah, it's uneventful. And, and, and dark. Uh, okay, do you want to talk about what happened the other night, though? What? Uh, so we're pretty convinced that we saw wolves. Oh. Oh, wolves. Shit. I forgot about this. Yeah. So I'm pretty. We saw fucking wolves. This yes. was not coyotes. No. It was not the neighborhood dog. It wasn't huskies. No. I'm, I'm convinced it was a wolf yep. and his mate yep. that ran across the street in front of us. Yeah, that was terrifying. So I don't, how, what do you think about that? What do you think about the fact that there's just beasts? Like, Well, this isn't, so this happened on, this happened on Friday. Yes. And that's not the first time that that's happened to us. Yes. We've, we've encountered. Multiple wolves. Lichens before. <laughs> so like, this has happened before. This is one of the things, the first time it happened, we were on another epic walk yes. last year. Fisher Ave. I, Fisher Avenue. I quickly realized that in, when you're walking cold, wearing a rain jacket, whatever the fuck, you're alone, you have no weapons, and you encounter a wolf. What do you do? Like, you you just get acquainted with your life quickly. Like, I, I have a feeling that anyone listening to this right now is is probably saying, oh, bullshit. No, it was no. it was a wolf. Fucking wolf. I know what a coyote looks like. I'm yep. not I'm not a wildlife expert by any means, yep. but I know what a coyote looks like. Me too. This was a giant faced toothed yeah. menacing yeah. wolf. Yeah. That it was ran like fucking like Jacob from Twilight. Yeah. In wolf form. <laughs> it was Michael Sheen in the first underworld. Uh, so I don't know Lichen. what to think of that. You know how they say there's alligators in no. New York sewers. This fucking thing was a big ass wolf. Yeah. And it and it had like, you know when you know there's a bit of a myth that when a wolf looks at you, there's like this <laughs> emerald glare in its eyes. Yeah. That shit happened. That shit happened. Yeah. Yellow, yellowish emerald glare. Yeah. And Chris said to me, yeah. uh, should we should we get in your car? And I, and I thought, well, they look pretty terrified. They just yeah. sort of sauntered across the road, like run, like sprinted across the road. Correct. Into, you know, into suburban Ottawa. So, I don't know. What else is wandering around out there? Man, I felt like Liam Neeson in that movie, The Grey. Yeah, yeah. I was going to, like, fucking <laughs> wrap my hands in bandages, like, a la Tong Po and Kickbox Kickboxer. I and felt... dip them in resin and dip them in crushed <laughs> glass and be like, come on, motherfucker! I, you know, it's, you know... I, it's, that was fucking crazy. It scary. is crazy. It yeah. is crazy. So, um... Did you know a little story about something called the Barhaven Beast? No. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is yeah. a real thing? This is a real thing. All right. So a uh, there's a horse uh, farm. I guess they, they let people oh. do equestrian rides or whatever. Yes. Fall Don't shake your head, man. This no, 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 no. I'm not shaking my head. Please continue the story. But it's, you, you had mentioned this before, and I, I'm just catching up to it. Well, this. it's because it, it leads me to believe mm -hmm. that at night, when we go to bed, yeah. there are beasts roaming Ottawa. So uh, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Man. So at Woodruff and Fallfield, yeah. there's you know there's some horses there, and mm -hmm. people can ride them during the day. Right. So I guess what happened was um, a horse was attacked there by something, and the people that owned it said that was not a coyote. Whatever it was was not a coyote that attacked this horse. So. And then I read some further articles that said um, 
like east of Ottawa, someone had seen a mountain lion in their barn. Man, if there's mountain lions wandering around at night, like fuck epic walks, man. We're never going to get Yeah. This this plays on on like this is fucked up a bit, okay? And yeah. you know, the further out you get from civilization, the more unbelievable the myth gets. Yeah. It goes from being like an animal to like a band of like incestuous mutants. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the hills have eye style. Like it's yeah. it's like crazy. <laughs> Todd is showing me right now. Mackenzie a, Austin's soul movie. Mackenzie Austin. Okay. For of, for reference, that's Sean Astin's brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where is he now? Is he dead? No, he well. Kevin Spacey was in this shit. Uh, I was showing Chris a picture trying to crack him up of this Disney film with Mackenzie Aston and a wolf called Iron Will. Or, what is what is Mackenzie Aston doing now? Uh, okay, so he did Facts of Life. Yes, I remember that. Then he did Iron Will. Right. Then I have no clue. He dropped off the face of the planet. IMDb time. Mackenzie yeah. Aston is now selling State Farm insurance. So... You know, while you're looking this up. Um, oh, shit. Okay, I just found him. Okay. Is it a good story or a bad story? No, he looks he looks like Domhnall Gleeson. You know what he looks like? He looks like he should be doing some sort of whiskey commercial on Canadian yeah. television. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. Fairly distinguished looking. How but, old is he? He's born in 1973. That makes him how old? Uh, 40. 44. Yeah. He's only four years older than me and only five years older than you. The yeah. last thing he was in okay. was a movie called Windsor. And did this make it to theaters? Probably not. No. He's, he's, it looks like he's doing a lot of B-grade stuff. He did do NCIS New Orleans <laughs> this year. He's also in, he was also, sorry, he was also in Scandal. My wife is watching Scandal right now. She oh, loves okay. it. With Kerry Washington. Apparently it's a really good show. Rosewood. Actually, he's been in some cool shit. Um he was in a movie called uh, Do You Take This Man last year? Zoe to the Max, Scorpion, The Play. Okay, so, you know, it's kind of like He's a still mix. still working? Yeah, it's a mix of stuff. It kind of, it kind of brings back, uh, the other night Jody and I were watching a movie, I can't remember which one, but, uh, I, but I think both of us simultaneously just looked over at each other and said, where is Emilio Estevez? What happened to that guy? I think he... Yeah, I don't think he has to work, man. Well, we looked it up, and yeah, I think it's he's doing this. You know, this is a decision. It's not that he was ousted from Hollywood or anything. I think he just more stepped out of the lim limelight. Oh yeah, you know what it was? Young Guns and Young Guns Two were on in succession on, uh -oh. on like A and E or something. So we're watching them, and both of us realized like, what was the last movie he did? The Way. Have you heard of that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I did. Uh, you know what? We should start a file on yeah. actors who like just kind of stopped acting because they didn't need to anymore. Yeah, or didn't want to. Or didn't want to. Like Emilio Estevez, yeah. Tia Carrera. Remember T Tia Carrera? Yeah. Um, yeah, she was huge. Like Wayne's World. And yeah, she, she was just kind of stopped. What was that show that she was in? Like Tomb, not Tomb Raider, but it was kind of <sighs> like that. The Archaeologist Digger. Yeah, the, fuck it. What, what is it called? I'm going to tell you. IMDb. IMDb. IMDb should seriously think about sponsoring this podcast like, because we're on it regularly. The entire time. Tia Carrera was on Carrere. The Relic Hunter? Was Relic that? Hunter. That's yeah. right. It was, was she a, was on Relic Hunter. Terrible, terrible program. But she, I mean, she was huge at one point. She was in True Lies, man. Yeah. Which, you know, fuck yeah. She, Wayne's World, True Lies, Lilo and Stitch, Relic Hunters. Yeah. Relic Hunters is what, sorry, Relic Hunter. Yeah. Which, which, which was obviously um, not loosely based, but heavily based on Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, yeah. Yeah, she just stopped acting. You it, know, it, like... It's kind of strange when that happens because you figure people select this as a career and mm -hmm. then what? Do you think they just make enough money that they don't really have to do anything I think, anymore? Yeah, like I think what happens is... I, I think it's a tedious profession. Okay. Like you're, you're doing auditions. You're I, away from home all the time. You're away from home all the time. And I, I think, you know... Uh, it just kind of catches up with you as the older you get. Some people, some people are just kind of like, you know what? Like I've done a lot of movies yeah, uh, and I don't need to do this anymore. I have find some financial security. They, I know in Tia Carrera's case, um, I remember seeing this interview with her on space back in the early 2000s. And I know that she took a lot of her money and she invested it into real estate. Oh, okay. And like, and like quintupled it. 
Well, there's another one that reminded me um, when you said that, the, this investment thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alanis Morissette, man, she dropped off the face of the planet. She's yeah. not doing anything, yeah. right? really, right? Yeah. So um, she was huge in the beginning uh, investing into MP3, wasn't she? Like she was an uh, initial push of maybe MP3 investors, and maybe, maybe I'm imagining this. I don't know. I don't know. But she, yeah, but she doesn't really, yeah, she's not really making music anymore. Yeah, I, which surprises me. You'd figure that would be sort of a. You know, you know what's weird about this? I don't know if I told you this, but a couple, like three months ago, my wife and I went to this. Did I did I talk about this on the podcast? But it was like the ultimate '90s party. Yes. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. Who all was there? I can't okay. remember who you said. This is this was pretty fucked. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It was. CNC Music Factory, but it wasn't. Oh it was God. just Freedom Williams. Gonna make you sweat. Yeah, so it was just Freedom Williams. It was all for one. Black Street, but the the headliner was TLC. So we saw TLC. Um, yeah, but it was really just TNC because Left Eye died. That's horrible. She flipped a car or something. Yeah, didn't she, she died hard. But it was well, that's kind of disrespectful. Well, she just died. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, it was just TNC, but it was TLC. But these guys sold like what a hundred million records. Yeah, and they're they're at the fucking at Lansdowne. Yeah, it was kind of surreal. Did it, did I That's tell really you about surreal. this? Yeah, I you, walked into this and it was like all people my age, mm-hmm. you know, who kind of peaked musically at the, you know in their late nineties, early two thousands, right? So like yeah. they, I was among my brethren. Yes, and I didn't feel weird. Yeah, you we know. did talk about this because yeah, I talked I about how uh, I Gus we and did. I yeah. went and saw Our Lady Peace and yeah. I Mother Earth. Yeah, and yeah. it was you know. All people our age, yeah, and there was no more. There were no more mosh pits. <laughs> you know, th- this is really you know for me it's weird because I was in Washington D.C. recently. I went to go see the Arkells. Yep, uh, good band. Do they remind you a little bit of Hollow Notes? Kind of like a new Hollow yeah, Notes. Yeah, there's a bit of a Hollow Notes. There's vibe a, to definitely the a Hollow Notes undertone and sensibility yeah. about their music. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. And it's a lot of yeah. You know, it's like it's a lot of that kind of falsetto shit. Yeah. Um, Good band, and they they were really really good and tight live. Okay, but it was weird because they're a rock band. They're, yeah, they're ultimately a, a rock pop band, right? Yeah, and there's just a big distinction between that genre now and kind of the oldies tours like Matthew Good and Our Lady Peace, who are by the way touring together and coming to Ottawa. That totally does not surprise me. Yeah, so like the Arkells are more like you know like skinny jeans, a lot of like plaid. You know, like uh, very much they have stylists. Yeah, they have sty- like it's just kind of like you know, like Blundstones, like that kind of thing. Yeah, um, they're not totally bohemian. Like I remember the last time I was at South by in Austin, I saw the Dandy Warhols. Okay, yep. Uh, and it was the Dandy Warhols and a band called the Dirty Nil from Hamilton. Chris uh, goes regularly to South by. I've been going for the last almost ten years. Yeah, but this was an interesting show because the Dandy Warhols never really kind of achieved commercial success per se. Yeah. But they were popular. They were popular. They were, they kind of ran under the wire. Right? But the thing about the Nanny Warhols is that they, they maintained a, a huge degree of critical credibility. Yeah. And sort of a cult like following. Yeah. Right? It was weird. It was yeah. weird. And it was funny, but I was telling my wife this story about that show the Dandy Warhol show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if uh, uh, this might be a little beyond many of our listeners, but there's a, a really good documentary you should watch called Dig. And okay. Dig is a, a movie. It's a documentary about the rivalry between the Dandy Warhols mm-hmm. and another band from California called the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. And Anton, who is the lead singer of the Brian Jonestown Massacre, yeah, just fucking fucks with Courtney Taylor Taylor from the Dandy Warhols. But why? Is this for publicity or is it's it a just, real he's just thing? Pass- he's, just, he's just like a dick. He's just a <laughs> passive aggressive guy who's like just trying to like get under the guy's skin and yeah. he's pissed off because the Dandy Warhols like are being courted by majors and he's like, man, these, fuck these guys. Like they kind of came up like in the valley together, like in California together and Anton's like, we're like, he's Anton's the guy who's like, you guys fucking sold out. Uh, we're the real deal, yeah, you know. And yeah. the funny, the funny thing about this is, I actually met Anton. This is a crazy story. Okay, uh, I went with my friends Steve and Brett to this. It was a mod uh, music festival in mm-hmm. the early two thousands. Excuse me, in the early two thousands, uh, it was during the blackout, the great blackout, the great North American yeah, blackout. Yeah, and I went to this festival in Kitchener, 
And it was kind of like in this remote campground and the Brian Jones time massacre was playing with a a bunch of other really cool mod bands. We were doing a lot of that kind of thing around that time. We were going to like little Stevens underground garage in New York city where we, you know, going to see the strokes and you know, like bands like that. And, um, Nancy Sinatra, like all that mod shit, right? It was Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. So we went to this thing in Kitchener and it was like a camp out. And the funny thing about it is, uh, they lost power with all the generators. So the Brian Jonestown massacre ended up playing in the middle of the woods. Okay. I wasn't around for that. It was, it was kind of weird. I ended up falling asleep with my friend Sunfire. Long story short, I missed the show, but I ended up kind of chatting with Anton for a little bit. And I overheard the story he was talking about driving through the desert with Iggy pop. Okay. Driving through the Mojave desert with Iggy pop Yeah. and seeing all this crazy shit. And it was like, it was just like totally out of a movie. That guy, yeah, Iggy Pop, man. Wow. You ever hear they're those cra- stories? They're crazy people. You ever hear those stories from Henry Rollins about Iggy Pop? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting. I hear a lot of crazy stuff. stories about Henry yeah. Rollins, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah. anyway, I don't know how we ended up on this topic. But going back to people or to this documentary called Dig, I would highly suggest that you watch it. Okay. Because Anton just fucks with the Dandy Warhols, like, incessantly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like pisses them off. And then like, it also shows the eternal turmoil and struggle within the Brian Jonestown massacre. It's really yeah. fascinating. It's like kind of a, an observation and personalities, like fucked up personalities. Yeah. So it's really good. And, um, beginning back to the point I was making, um, yeah. Now I feel when I go see like a band <laughs> that is pop rock related, yes. I feel old. Yeah. You know, well, it's because you look around you and it's, you know, everybody's super yeah. low key now. And yeah. I don't know. And it's funny because I play in a band. Yeah. And we're about to release our second album. When are you going to let me play one of your tracks? on Soon, here? soon. Maybe next week. Yeah. Okay. okay. It just finished. It, we just finished mastering it. Okay. Excuse me. But who did uh, the uh, mastering on it? There's a local guy in Ottawa named James Law from the Attic Studio. Okay. Uh, we, this is the second time we've worked with him. Yep. Great guy. Shout out to James Law. Um, but this, like, we're kind of like, a, we're, a, we're a rock band too, yeah. but we have a lot of 1990s sensibilities. Yes. Most such because, as name them. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, uh, some of the arrangements, like it's very yeah. verse chorus verse chorus. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause everybody in the band came, that was our formative yeah. period. It yeah. was the nineties. Yeah, right? for sure. And it was funny because that the last time I was in Austin, I ended up catching soul asylum mm-hmm. and man, I love soul asylum. And they put on a fucking amazing show. They're super loud live, aren't they? Very loud. Uh, they're loud. They're live. No, they were really good, but there was does, barely does anybody Dave Perner there. look five million years old? No, he looks exactly the same. Because he looks five million years old back in, you know. Well, no, yeah, I guess. It was weird. <laughs> I, I ended up, it was kind of weird, like, just, I was, like, standing next to him. Like, he was just drinking something, waiting for the other band to finish. Yeah. And I was like, shit, man, you're on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> Yeah. 1993. How, how do you think they feel about it? I don't know. I think they made a lot of money. I think yeah. they get a lot of residual royalty money from, you know, Runaway Train yeah. and Without a Trace, especially Runaway Train. But that's another example of a guy. You know, we were going back to this thing, like people who had success and then just kind of we were like, all right, that's it. I peaked out and now I'm not going to fucking do this anymore. Yeah. It, it makes me wonder how they feel of, you know, cover of Rolling Stone and then you know, playing. I don't think that guy has to make any other music. He still makes music. But do you think that they feel that they've been taken down a notch now that they're not playing arenas? Probably, probably because they were playing arenas Yeah, and now they can like, there weren't a lot of people at this club. And I was talking to my sister about this because she went to go see soul asylum in Washington, DC, like a few years back because her husband's, that's her husband's favorite band. It's the only band he likes is soul asylum. (laughs) The only CD he has. What? Yeah, my brother-in-law, Dan. He doesn't Dan. like any other band. No, the only CD Dan owns is Grave Dancers Union by Soul Asylum. And how often does he listen to it? I have no idea. Does I, he listen to any other form no. of music other than CDs? Based on what I understand, he listens to no other music Just other than Soul Asylum. And that one CD of Correct. Soul. Correct, yeah. <laughs> so, but my sister told me that there were like 25 people at the Soul Asylum show. So I think Dave Perner made a lot of money. I think they all made a lot of money and they were just kind of like, all right, well, you know, paid off our houses. We, you know, whatever the case is like, I think we're going to just chill out now and just do music at our own terms. And, and I think that same thing applies to these movie stars that just kind of like kind of disappeared. Yeah. You know, like what happened to Dana Carvey? Gone. Well, Mike, he, Ma- actually, Mike he, Myers. Dana Carvey just did a Netflix, uh, Stand up comedy yeah, special. Yeah, and I, I guarantee think, he probably didn't have to. He just, but Mike Myers definitely dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. He did that. 
that uh, documentary on uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Shep. Oh, what uh, was it called? I don't. Shep. Yeah, the uh, uh, to IMDb. If this oh. takes thirty years, I'm just gonna edit it out. Mike Myers. Yeah, he did. He d- did a documentary on this guy here. Where is it? Mike Myers. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Mike Myers did the last the, thing. The he legend did. of uh, the Gong Show. No. Um. I can edit like all this time out, man. So we can just no, no, no. It's all. He was in Inglorious Bastards in two thousand and nine, and before that, he was in The Love Guru. Yeah, he he was behind the camera on this. This is the last thing that I saw from him. Uh, director, where is it? Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. Have you seen it? That was twenty thirteen. No, no. Yeah, it's a documentary. What um, I can tell you is that he's developing Austin Powers four, and he's going to be in Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? Yeah. As what? I have no idea. But do you remember when he was in, what was that movie where the Studio 54 movie? Yeah. When he was the owner? He's, he like pops up in these like serious roles sometimes. Yeah. And this is another phenomenon, okay? It's like when comedic actors do really credible jobs in, in like dramatic roles. The, the, the craziest one for me or one of the crazier ones mm-hmm. was when Adam Sandler showed up in Punch Drunk Love. Did yeah. you ever watch that? Yeah, it was, good. it was a great movie. I almost had a panic attack watching that movie, man. I thought it was a great movie. That's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, it just just watching his performance gave me anxiety. It was a very sort of yeah. anxiety-ridden performance and I definitely sort of empathized with it and yeah. was feeling a little weird after watching it. But you know, uh, you know what's fucked up though is like comedic actors always go to the dramatic roles but you never see it the other way around you'll never see daniel day lewis in like grown-ups three <laughs> dumb and dumber three dumb and dumber. daniel day lewis in actor. ace ventura three so this makes me think of something else too the other day did you watch jim and andy uh, i heard about this okay so but i gotta tell you man i'm not super into jim carrey these days he freaks me the fuck out yeah. he's weird yeah. i think the last line in the movie is why don't i just be jesus or something uh, i don't know he, he says he has no ambition now he doesn't really want to act he just wants to so he, he's another guy he he's about ambition. to make his exit <laughs> yeah but you, you know he he did you know these ridiculous movies mm. you know yeah and achieved like ridiculous fame and then started doing like the Truman Show, and then he did Eternal, the Majestic. Sunshine. Yeah, he did that movie, The Majestic, yeah. which was like a who's the guy who did uh, the Green Mile and The Walking Dead? Yes, yes. Fuck, yes. what's his name? IMDb. Yeah. No, it was um, Darabont. Yes, Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont. That's who it was, right? Yeah. Who to date does the best adaptation of Stephen King stories? Yeah. So. He, he really dropped off the radar. And with him, he pretty much confirms in this that um, it's by choice. He just dropped out. He's just he's yeah. not interested in much anymore. Yeah, because he doesn't have to do anything anymore. He, he really did Mr. Just... Popper's Penguins and he made a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst movie ever. <laughs> you watched Mr. Popper's Penguins? Man, when my kids were like kid kids, yeah. like I put in a lot of time watching terrible movies that yeah. were appropriate for them. Like Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> Awful movie. And you know, the funny thing is like, I was, I was having a conversation with my kids about, Hey, do you guys remember when we watched the Goonies when you were like five and they were like, no. And it was particularly ironic when we were watching stranger things. And I was like, don't you guys remember this? Yeah. It's, 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 you know, there's so many references here from like the never ending story to the Goonies to ET to, I fed them all these films, like, you know, like nights where it was just like the three of us, like five, six years old. And they remembered remembered none of it. And I was like, kids, guys. I think kids have just like de- generally different yeah. likes. Now, yeah, I know? think so. I, I think, think cartoons so. are going the way out. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to this guy and, uh, you know, he'd talk about his kids and they're yeah. very picky. They say that uh, if it's two-dimensional, they won't watch it. Yeah. It has to be three, in some way, three-dimensional. Yeah. Like computer-generated. Exactly. Cartoons won't fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird situation. I can't. I don't really know <laughs> when or what happened. No, yeah. It's 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 fucked up. I I don't know what to say. You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. This stuff is it's it's weird to comprehend. You know what works and what doesn't work for kids these days in terms of entertainment. Like one of the things that's that's weird with my kids is mm-hmm. they really like Teen Titans, which is this. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is that no? That's DC, isn't it's it? It's DC. Yeah. And it, you know it's really and this is the other funny thing too. 
All the DC stuff, except for the movies, is actually quite good. Okay. <laughs> Which is like the animated shows, all the stuff on the CW. Yep. The movies are are critically panned. Um, I saw a trailer just today uh, that popped up from mm. Sony. It's a new Spider-Man animated movie. Did you see this? No. Um, and it's starring Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Oh, the, uh, the Latino Spider-Man? Yeah. 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 So I don't really know much about uh, about his character. Like, was it part of the the El ultimate? Hermano Aracnido. The was he part of the Ultimate Universe or? I don't know. I never. I I man, I kind of dropped off Spider Man like when Todd McFarlane left it. Okay. You know, so I wasn't even. I was really. I wasn't really huge into Spider Man anyway. No. Um, did we already talk about Justice League? Did you see Justice League? No, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I'll probably wait on that one, I think, now that I've spoken to you about it. We, yeah, well, it's not that great. <laughs> uh, five days from now, Last yeah. Jedi. Yes. Here's the thing. I found the entire script, the entire plot. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I found it on a website. I read the whole thing, and it's been verified as credible on a Reddit thread um, the day after I found it. So you know the plot of this movie? I do. And, okay, we'll shut up. And yeah, no it, spoilers. But but are you impressed? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to see. I, I've heard there's a lot of there's been a lot of positive reaction so far, uh, because the world uh, premiere was last night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I've heard that there's a lot of positive reaction to the film so far. Yeah, I guess it's hard to tell if you're reading eh. something versus looking yeah. at it. Yeah. Wow. So do you I feel disappointed now that you've done this? Why would you do that? Because I do this shit all the time. Man, yeah. Ben, I watch movies in Armenian. I know. Like three or four <laughs> days before they come out. <laughs> yeah, I found the Russian version of Age of Ultron. Like, that's, that's me. I can't, Why I can't, do you do this? I don't know. I, I, I find joy in like, it's almost, it feels like a bit of a spy game. Like, oh, I got the microfiche, you know? <laughs> if you, Run away! If you ever end up watching any of these movies on microfiche, it's, just give up. Give up right then. Yeah, man. It's, I, but it, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting take. The second one. Okay, so have they have they copied Empire Strikes Back? Now that they copied Star Wars, I'm not going to say anything. Okay, because I think people, anything, anybody yeah. listening right now, is probably going like, "Shit, the fuck up." Okay, Chris won't say anything. I'll stop asking. I about am going to go though. I think I might go on Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. Where? I don't know, man. You want to go? Uh, yeah, I will go. Yeah. Where? I don't know. We could just go to the theater out here. Okay. Go to the midnight showing. Midnight. I know it's brutal, but I think there's an 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. showing on Thursday. Really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's check it out. Okay. All right. The tentative. Plan. I I still really don't believe you that you did this. I did. I swear to you. Okay. Now that you've sworn that you've done it, I I'm saying it the other way too. I can't believe you fucking did that. Why would you do it, man? You're reading. I'm sorry. I just I I can't I can't wait. I, okay. I wanted to know about it. I know who Ray's yeah. dad is and mom are and. uh you have zero patience. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't have any patience. I admit this. You have never ever had patience. Uh, I have zero patience. Yes, okay. you're right. Okay, I'm accusing you of this. Yeah, I'm right sorry. Now. I'm sorry. But it's it's gonna be good. All right. It's gonna be. Don't good. say shit. I don't want to know. Lo- and you know, here's the other thing about the film, based on what I've seen in the trailers and stuff like that. It looks very striking. There's a very red. Yeah, color theme very with red, it, which yeah. is interesting, right? Yeah. So we're gonna see what happens, man. Well, all bets are off. Yeah, you already know what fucking. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So you done your shopping? Yeah, but I'm having a bit of a dilemma. Okay. So uh, very uncharacteristically, I'm almost done all my Christmas shopping at this point. I have, Thanks, Amazon. I have not even start started. Yeah, you're not you're an awful person. I am an awful person. Yeah. I um no no you're not an awful person you're a good guy. <laughs> um, I'm having a bit of a dilemma though. We were kind of talking about this before the podcast, but yes. I've I've been finding these products. That are like <laughs> products that are too good to be true. They're, we should talk about this. Yeah, just generally things that are too good to be true. But too good to be true. Let's ease into it with this product that you found. Which yeah. I, so, like, I want to talk about something that I found. I, I, I've had four instances in the last couple of days. Yep. Where I'm about to just press process order. Like okay. after I've like okay. entered in the 16 digits of my credit card, confirmed my billing address, confirmed my shipping address. Like done everything, and then I'm just about to fucking buy it, and it's like, no, 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 wait a second! It's like my conscience is pulling me back, going, <laughs> cross reference this motherfucker, make sure that this fucking thing is legit. But you can't. You I, here's the thing. So here's what I found. Okay, listen very carefully. I found this thing called the Retrovasion, which is a it's a retro game console. Okay. Yes. And it looks legit. 
Go to retrovision.com. I showed you some of the promotional yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, retro. Retrovision, V-A-S- not vision, vision. V-A-S-I-O-N? V-A-S-I-O-N. Retrovision, okay? Okay, here I go. So this fucking thing has, the the, the starter pack has 5,000 built-in games <laughs> over multiple consoles, Okay. <laughs> No, no, I'm not joking you. No, I'm going to the page. Are you going right to the now. fucking thing? Yes. Okay, so here's the fucking thing. All right, okay? I'm on the page right now. Retrovision Mini. All right. Oh, it's the Mini. Okay, so yeah. this thing is $190 Canadian for 5,000 games. Bundle one, 5,000 games. Let's see the full list of games. This is too good to be true. Thousands and thousands of games. Here we look go. At, look at this. Bundle one, arcade games, Sega Mega Drive. Sega Mega Drive? Bundle 2, Neo Geo... Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Okay, this is hilarious. Bundle 3 is 10,000 games plus all 100 time... Yeah. 100 all-time best PS1 games. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay, so... Sounds too good to be true, right? Definitely. Yeah, so... You know what I did? I was like, what the fuck? There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if it does not work. Okay. All you have to do is send us an email with a reason or a video to show that it did not work. Please be nice. Oh man, spin the wheel and get fifty. I know this off is the now. other fucking. This is the other psychological baiting that they do with you. Is you spin this fucking prices right wheel and you get like even more money off of what about what is already a ridiculously cheap price? Wait, did you see the the options on here? It's like if you spin the wheel, you can either get fifty percent off, yeah, a fifty dollar discount, a free PlayStation Four. Okay. Yes. Not only do you have 10,000 games, you get a free PS4. This is something's off here. It doesn't make any sense. Like this bundle looks pretty legit. And uh, the, and the equipment looks pretty legit. You got to admit like it okay, looks okay. Where are the specs though? We got to check out the specs. Okay. So th- this is this is crazy. I don't know what to do here. Retrovision. Here we Read are. some shit on this fucking thing. Retro classic. Okay. A console for the ages. Remember classic and legendary games like Metal Slug, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Final Fantasy VII? Yep. I remember <laughs> those, that shit. Those that you played when you were younger? Yes. You can now re- relive them with the Retrovision Mini. Yes. Okay. It's just HDMI cable. Yeah. Play up to four players. Yep. Weighs only 1.2 pounds. Incredible. Console fits nicely onto your palm. It, it, it looks like it does. It's very small. Okay. So I know this guy named Chuck. And he built this thing out of a Raspberry Pi. You know the Raspberry Pi? Uh, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Okay, this, so yeah. it's this very small sort of customizable yes. basic computer that you can add all this stuff to yes. and do a lot on your own, right? Yes, yes. This sounds like something like that. It's maybe got it an, is. It's got an emulator in there. So I think someone maybe just put together these boxes to make it look legit and then is you know put all these games on it. Yeah. But yeah, so Chuck was telling me about this Raspberry Pi that he built. And mm-hmm. it's got... Um, I think it has Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put SD cards in it, and that's where how you put all the games in. So all yeah. friggin' SD cards. And uh, you can do it for like, yeah, 70 to $120. So okay, so here you go. Full specifications of this. What this fucking... Yeah, that, I, maybe it is this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this has... The CPU is four times ARM Cortex-8. I don't know what the fuck. 1.2 gigahertz. Yeah. The RAM is one gig. Yeah. It's got, got a 10-100 Ethernet connection. Micro SD. Micro SD. Could you 40-pin header. <laughs> could you imagine it was this Chuck guy that was making these? Chris, Maybe, buy it. Dude, it's got an He's HDMI port, Yeah. four USB ports, an Ethernet port, Yeah. a camera serial interface, <laughs> and a display serial. Okay, so it sounds good. This is starting to remind me of Murder Car. You're just packing more and more stuff on. No, but this is crazy, man. This is like... I fucking want to buy this thing, but here's the thing. Okay, I tried to I tried to find any information about this yeah. online. Yeah, there's no reviews. There's no reviews. Yeah, like suspiciously, there's nothing yeah. on the internet about this fucking machine. Yeah, it's it just looks like it's a Shopify store. Shipping is a flat fifty dollars, yeah. no matter where you are in the world. Yeah, it's like I. It seems to me somebody's fucking putting this together in their garage with parts from China yeah. or something like there that. There are literally no downsides. Man, look at the controllers that you can get. You can get like an uh, like an arcade an arcade stick. controller. Yeah, dude, uh, what's the deal with this? We should like I want to buy this. Okay, but I don't want to blow like two to three hundred dollars on something if it's just gonna fall apart. Should you purchase a warranty? It depends on you. If you like to be safe, please purchase it. 
there's no guarantee that every machine will function. Even an Xbox will have a small per- percentage of problems. Who the fuck wrote that? This seems kind of, I don't know. That You know who wrote that? That sounds like an 18-year-old kid. That sounds it like. It could be an 18-year-old kid. You remember that kid. kid on the very first podcast we talked about? Yes. We started Mix FM. Mix FM. Imagine it's that guy that's making this. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing he would start. Yeah. I don't know. Should I buy it? Why not? How much is it? One forty nine or one eighty nine? One eighty four plus the shipping for the for five thousand games. Spin that wheel, Chris. Here's the other thing too: is like, isn't there some rule? Like, I know Nintendo released the Nintendo Classic NES Classic. Yeah, that's a legitimate device that's built by Nintendo and has about fifty of the old classic NES games, right? Yes. No, it has twenty (laughs) one. It's got twenty one. Yeah, and it's like four hundred dollars. This has ten thousand. Yeah. This has no the starter pack is five thousand. Okay, five thousand. This has like ten to fifteen thousand games over multiple consoles. I know. It's so weird. Just stop for a minute. It's like somebody made a deal with the devil and was like, I want a box with every single game ever devised ever. I want it to be small, affordable, I want it to be black, and I want it to be like effectively free. That's it makes no sense. This is in the too too good to be true files. I'm going through this, this list of five thousand games, man, and there are like good games in here. Yeah, like good th- games. there are games that were exclusively available only in Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Famicom, Famicom games. Oh man. Super Mario Nine and shit like like just like these crazy obscure, hard to find games. Yeah. That are on this box. Yeah. This seems to me like somebody flew into fucking. South Asia, like Bruce Wayne style of Dark Knight, <laughs> captured a, a like a, a hard drive with all the stuff in some archive. Yeah, and then flipped flipped off everybody as they're flying over the ocean. Brought this home, put some, put together something in their garage. It, clearly, these games are unlicensed; like they're illegally illegally obtained. Well, I think they're 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 emulations, like they're they're copies of the games. So some of the, a lot of these may not even work, you know. Really? Yeah, a lot of them might not work based on. Uh, well, that sucks. That's why there's no. That's why there's no reviews. Well, okay, so yeah, let's see here. Retrovasion. I say you go for it, man. There's eight reviews on the Retrovasion site. Let's read them. Okay. Let's see reviews. <laughs> How did you find this, by the way? Man, I, I, I it, they were advertising on Instagram. Okay. Up to 20,000 retro games, <laughs> it's getting retro bigger. games all in the palm of your hand. It's getting bigger now. Su- <laughs> I'm reading it off the website. Supports <laughs> over 15 retro systems like Nintendo, Sega Mega Drive. That was Coleco out for like Vision. 10 minutes. It's every every single console. PS1 ever. and arcade games. So yeah, don't, don't let retro games die off. PS1, eh? Um, Dude. Okay, here we go. John H. <laughs> John H. says, good packaging looking forward to try it he hasn't even played it and he put a review up seems shady peter parks it is a dream come true cannot stop playing it now it is easy to set up everything thanks peter parks simply amazing jason love oh i thought you meant the dude's name was simply amazing (laughs) jason love (laughs) best money i have spent in 2017 joseph cousins Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. Wayne P. This thing is so neat. An amazing lineup of Golden Age titles. This is an amazing value, considering how expensive some of the original games are when they are available. The fact that it... Man, it's powered by USB. What? (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? You can plug it into this. You can plug it in power with your computer, your freaking, like, anything... You can power it by USB, man. It makes no this sense. This is getting crazier and crazier. No, but like, it'll, there's nothing credible on here that gives it a good review. There's it, no reviews. <laughs> it'll revive the dead. It it seems suspicious. It's yeah. There's a little bit of suspicion here. Retro. There's nothing on here, man. I it's like it just, doesn't exist. I say you just go for it. I can't fucking do that. I gotta just waste my money. I feel like you, I'm gonna get okay. this thing. You know what? It's gonna you, just not work. You should put this up. On the oddly specific Facebook page, yeah. and uh, if anyone out there, Chuck, if you're listening, pipe in on this man because I think that this is what you made. Like I think <sighs> this is what you've done, and uh, I don't know if you said you had ten thousand games on there. Plus, you we, know. you know what, we're dedicating a lot of time to this. Yeah, I know. But we, we should, we. I want to put a, a call out to our listeners right yeah. now. Yeah. 
if anybody has an opinion on the Retrovasion Mini, yeah. send us an email. Yeah. Okay, because we're going to read some emails from people who have sent in emails yes, now. Yes. But I want to. We should. I really want to encourage people. We have a, we have a small base of listeners. This is something we've determined last yes, week. Yes. Okay. So everybody listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. Obviously, thank you. Yes. We want to hear from you. We yeah. want to. We want to get emails from you. We're going to read them live when we're doing the podcast. We're going to yeah. talk about your emails. We're going to talk about you. Yeah. Oddly specific podcast at gmail.com. Email yeah. us anything. We have a couple of emails. But first of all, before we get into the to the emails from some of the listeners, okay, we're looking for comments on the Retrovision Mini. If anybody can find any reviews or know anybody who bought yeah. one of these fucking, what machines, is going on with this? What's magical, going on with this magical, you know, chupacabra mystical <laughs> unicorn box? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> I hate these fucking products. The internet is bringing these way too good to be true products out. Do you know of any other ones? Yeah, there's I've a bunch of shit. They're them. advertising on Instagram and on Facebook all the time. It's like, yeah. I, I saw another one. It's it's a back massager that is like renowned for breaking down <laughs> scar tissue. What? And they and they show people, it looks like a fucking egg beater. And they show people going, this is the great, and it looks legit. Like I, I'm, I'm compelled so, to buy these things now. So are they like cutting their arms and like regenerating like Wolverine or I something? I don't know. Or? I don't know. But the first time I was exposed to this, when I saw the first, you know, like the, the 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 shopping network or those those infomercials for proactive yeah, yeah remember proactive yeah okay so here's the thing about proactive that shit was too good to be true but it ended up being a really good product so and they got like celebrities and shit to yeah to, like yeah Jessica Simpson fucking Sarah Michelle Geller Bieber yeah but like at the beginning it was just like this thing's gonna change your life and it was like yeah yeah whatever you know and then like it's still around it's still being used. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. The, I'm trying to look up some other ones that, uh, <laughs> trying to look up some other ones here that uh, were a little bit too. Um, too good to be true. There's so many of them. And I, I don't know. I will admit this. I'm a gullible dude. Yeah. So at 2 a.m., if too. I'm up and yeah. there's some product on, chances are at the end of that like infomercial, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I really could use that. Or yeah. like, Oh, I know. a new slicer and dicer? Yeah, yeah, I need five of those. I know. Are you that type of person too? Sorry, I can, I can, I can fall for shit like that. Yeah. If it's reasonably priced. Slap chop, I need five. I didn't do the slap chop, but, okay. but like this fucking retrovasion is the bane of my existence right now because I go to bed at night going, I should just buy this thing. If this thing ends up being the greatest thing I've ever purchased, yeah. my life will be fulfilled. And I know that this will bug me for years until I hear from, and this is the thing, this is, this is what the bait is. I can't find anybody who's purchased this and said it was bullshit. If I just hear from one person, one person, that's one it. person who's just like, I gave this a go. It was fucking bullshit. This will leave my mind, but I can't find anybody. Yeah. That's, it's really sad when you can't find, this is some black ops shit. There's like anyone. an ex CIA doing this. I know something. there's a, at the, some of the home shows, um, yeah. they sell those boxes that allow you to pretty much find anything, yeah. find any television program yeah. or movie ever made yeah. and you just click a button. Oh, there it is. Yeah. This thing. I mean, the quality of the stream is terrible. Yeah. I've heard. I yeah. don't have one, but something's um, fucked up here. Something's fucked up. Here. So here are eight advertising claims that have proved proven too good to be true. Mm. Um, so I guess in September, 2011, mm. uh, Reebok, yeah. uh, released something called a toning shoe. It said could strengthen muscles in the legs, thighs, and buttocks. Okay. Ads featured women in shorts with shapely bottoms and even claimed the shoes would make your boobs jealous. <laughs> Immediate bullshit. Immediate bullshit. That sounds fucked up. Yeah. Nutella. What did they do? N Nutella? <laughs> okay. So Nutella uh, was uh, settled a class action lawsuit over its claims the treat was a healthy food. Oh Who God. thinks Nutella's healthy, man? It's not healthy. The lawsuit contended Nutella contained dangerous levels of saturated fat and was more than 55% processed sugar. Uh, yeah, it's not good for you. Yeah, these are just, and these are like, you know, these are, these are the bigger companies, right? Oh, man, remember those bracelets? People swear by them, man. The, you know the bracelets? It looks, it's just sort of kind of, it doesn't go all the way around your wrist. Yeah. The Q-Ray bracelet claimed the device could provide relief from arthritic pain. The, the, yeah, elements. those are the magnetic, yeah. through magnetism Some or people swear by that shit, though. That's the problem, because yeah, they're the ones you up. see that are like, yeah. uh, five months ago, I couldn't get off the couch, and now look at me, I'm, you know, 
Brian Botano. You know, it's 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 crazy. Okay, let's read these emails. We okay. we got a couple of emails from listeners. All right. Okay. Uh, James Wilkinson, which, which I can't believe it's so awesome, man. Like, yeah, thanks, I can't guys. believe it either. James Wilkinson from Ottawa is asking us, "What do you guys do for your day jobs?" I work for the federal government. FedGov. Yes. And um, I have a small media business. Yes. Yeah. That's your, what we do. Your job is way more. I, I'm pretty um, pencil pusher, you know? Mm-hmm. Your job seems way more interesting. So if you want yeah. to elaborate, like. Uh, well, I mean, I, 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 I just, I have a media business, a communications business. We have little sub businesses inside of it, but uh, I'm essentially a media professional. You know what though? That kind of ties into the last topic also. Didn't you do something um, mm-hmm. media wise for a campaign about people that are like, this product's green. I did, yeah. When they just slap the word green on products to make it seem more environmentally friendly. Yeah, I did. Like, yeah, so I did. Um, it's boric acid, but it's ten, great for the environment. Almost 10 years ago, I did this thing for a company called Terra Choice Environmental Marketing. Yeah. And it was a Facebook game. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was, it was you know, you could play games on Facebook. And it was this thing called Sins of Greenwashing, which actually think, I think is still up. So if you go to this, sinsofgreenwashing.com, the website and the face and the game itself should still be there. Let's see if it's there. Sins of greenwashing. greenwashing. Um, yeah. And uh, really what it was, was um, calling out companies who kind of like greenwash their products. So it's like, no VOCs. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. There's no VOCs in this. Like they, they come up with their own icons and, and logos of how environmentally friendly what they are when they're in, in fact not the worst environmental disasters on earth. Yeah. It's uh yeah, they're they're it's just it's a form of bullshit. They're they're just they're just lying. You know? I, I yeah, I mean we can definitely move on, but the last thing that I want to say on this is and we'll get back to you, James. Oh but by, by the way, the yep. website is still up. So you can actually play name that sin right on the website. Oh okay. A little outdated now, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this was a thing. It, it all reminds me of uh, there was a uh, a skit on classic Saturday Night Live. Do you remember Happy Fun Ball? <laughs> yes. So Happy Fun Ball was that it's a ball, just a ball, and the list of things like Happy that was Fun a Phil Ball. Phil Hartman sketch, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, and like yeah. Mike Myers is in it and stuff. And right. So it starts out. It's like with Happy Fun Ball, you can have fun at any time of the day. Oh and then, my god. Happy Fun Ball is made of diamonds. And then eventually it's like, Happy Fun Ball is made of something that fell to earth from presumably space or something. <laughs> like, it just keeps adding on and adding on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find that on YouTube. Um, next, uh, Lisa Sadik from Toronto wants to know, what are your favorite podcasts? I think I'll let you take that one, Mick, because you have a lot of suggestions and I get most of mine from yours. Like generally, you know, I'll do the the main ones. Like I'll, I'll watch some of... Uh, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I'll watch. Uh, yeah, Joe Rogan's pretty good. There's he, a couple here in, in Ottawa that you know that I've started listening to since uh, you know our SoundCloud page. I've mm-hmm. been checking out some Ottawa ones. You know uh, the the one in Ottawa that I like is uh, the Ohio and Irish show. Yeah, they're uh, very sort of the same format as, uh, as we are. Eh? Yeah, I, and you know what's funny? So I think it's okay to say this, but uh, Brian Collicott. Yep who gave us a shout out on Facebook today, by the way, because they were at the house of Targ. Brian Collicott, uh, his partner, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think her name is Stephanie Goodwin. Yes. She's the Irish in Ohio and Irish. Yes. And um, anyway, they're both really, it, it's funny. It's, it's like, funny. It's, it's very it's, funny. It's very, uh, it's very witty and yep. very interesting. And to- topically, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting format. Um, I, want, I kind of want to talk about this because the production value is really, really good in this podcast. Yeah. And um, who was it you were telling me about the other night, the horror one? The um... Yeah. So, yeah. So that's another one that I've, I've, I was actually listening on the way here. Okay. I was also listening to The Nerdist with Joe Kenda. Yep. I don't know if you know who Joe Kenda is, but it's one of the more recent Nerdist podcasts and it's fucking like incredible. I saw uh, Chris Hardwick uh, in Montreal like do his stand up. I remember you told me. And it was, uh, it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so let's just, I'm going to tell you about that one. Okay. Yeah. But let's go back to, um, to the Ohio and Irish show. Yeah. Um, have you listened to this at all? Yeah. Um, it's very, uh, it's very interesting. And what I can tell, 
they talk a lot about local music, which is actually pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, they uh, have local musicians on a lot of the time. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. I would I would highly suggest checking it out. Five stars. Yeah, definitely it's five stars. Like I listen throwing- to it every time they release a new episode, and the production value is very very good. They they did a they did one of the podcasts from Boston. I think they went to Boston. Oh recently. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's really cool. Check it out. It's uh, it's cool. The other one that I kind of got into as well was somebody that I actually used to work with like a long long time ago. Oh okay. Uh, her name is Andrea Subasati. Okay. And she is one half of the faculty of horror. Yeah. So I checked this out the other night. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. It's fucking very really cool. good. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it's it, the production value on that's very good. Really good. Very good. Yeah. And they talk they 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 talk about horror movies. Um, they talk about themes and meaning and tie-ins and background. They talk about George Romero a lot. They talk about James Cameron a lot, aliens, all these, like anything that's horror related, they like academically examine and discuss. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I noticed that the, it's, and it, it's, it's really extraordinarily well done. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really interesting. Um, and as a film, like a former film major who yep. did not complete by the way, but, but as a film buff, a lifelong film buff, I really genuinely enjoy listening to this podcast. See, Chris uh, and I have had this discussion quite a few times. The podcast is called Oddly Specific. So I've thrown it out there a couple of times. <laughs> Should we go into that this week with a lot of research? And and yeah. uh, and what ends up happening every time is we sit down in front of each other. It's like, no, let's just shoot the shit like we do. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. so... You know, our format is more talking about uh, <laughs> the crazy shit. We, we, we have, think yeah, talk we have about. like, we just kind of have like random discussions yeah, about things. Yeah. Um, I, I find our, our, like, this is another podcast really like a smodcast with uh, Scott Mosier and, yep. and Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, no one understands why I like that podcast, but that was one of the original, it was, yeah. One of the original, like, uh, conversational. When this first sort of format, right? I think that was actually the very first podcast I heard about. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I I I still listen to Smodcast. You still uh, do? You still listen to Mark Maron? I kind of, you know, I kind of stopped listening to Mark Maron. Why? Because um, I found he was becoming too curm- curmudgeonly, <laughs> and it was like it was kind of. I, I just realized I was like, I like him. I don't know if I find him funny in yeah. terms of his comedy. Yeah. All the time, I think I think he's funny, right? Mm-hmm. But he just goes too heavy into the shit sometimes, and it's excuse me, I don't I don't know, it's 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 um, I don't know, I just kind of got I needed a break from it for a while. Okay, and the same thing with Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick's on the other end of the spectrum. I find him too like peppy, peppy sometimes. And, so yeah. I, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, I need to. I need to compensate by going the other way. So I'll, you know, I'll start listening to, um, you just go back and forth. I just go back and forth. You know, like I like listening to, uh, a lot of the Gimli podcasts, okay. like startup. Yeah. Um, I like listening to, um, you know, uh, the Bill Maher podcast, which are the recaps of real time. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell for a while. So I'm kind of all over the map, depending on the mood I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, the Faculty of Horror, great, great podcast. There's a really good episode with Joe Kenda, like I was saying, on the Nerdist. So, I do, I still do like the Nerdist. The Nerdist, I, yeah, yeah, I like him. I, I don't always find Chris Hardwick funny, but I, generally speaking, I find him very enjoyable. Who's the other guy in the Nerdist? Oh man, I don't know. See, I feel like I'm failing the question answering because I've basically not participated at all. Yeah. For future though, if you guys want to <laughs> know, like I, I know a lot about what video games. Music. Yeah, you do. Uh, a lot about video games. You know, I like camping, things like that. It's pretty much me. I'm a simple dude, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of no frills that way. So I got to go. I got to go back to this faculty of horror. The pot, like, it, This is just remarkably well done. Yeah. Um, Like the one I'm listening to right now is episode 55, which they released on November 27th. Okay. And it's uh, talks about Beetlejuice. Oh, man. Like 1988's Tim Burton's version of, version, the only version, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. What did you think of that movie? I, th- I think it's a classic. So in 88, it's, you said 88? It came 88. Out? So I was 10 years old in 88. And so I was 11. Yeah. Yeah. It, man, is, it is a pretty classic movie. Eh? Tim Burton, and, and I, I often like getting academic about discussing films like this, but Tim Burton is an absolutely unique, one-of-a-kind film director, in my opinion. He's got a style that like no one else. You immediately know if you're watching a Absolutely. Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Absolutely. His yeah. version of Batman was, was 
like incredible. Yep. Like that was that was a f- absolutely formative movie for me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But even the other stuff he's done, like you know Frank and Weenie, Edward did Scissorhands. He, did he do Big Fish? He did. Yeah, which was such a great movie. That, that is such an underrated film. It's kind of a film. slow burn, eh? But it, it, oh, it's a at great the end, film. It's, it's a pretty great good movie. Film. Yeah. Great film. Um, he, what else did he do? Uh, IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> yeah. No, he, well, I, I saw this movie called Big Eyes with Christoph Waltz. I haven't seen that one. Um, I find there are these guys like Tim Burton that they're, they're so unique in terms of their, their aesthetic, their style, yeah. their visual style, yeah. right? Um, and I find a lot of directors want to cop on them, like, Michael Bay and Zack Snyder, <laughs> yeah. who are visual storytellers, but they're actually kind of lousy storytellers to some degree. Uh, I'm not going to bring it up. You're giving me that look. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking I about. Do. I, I do. But we know. can talk about Michael Bay if you want. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. No, I agree. What's What good movie has Michael Bay ever done? Well, all I got to say is I got excited for Transformers and I watched the first one and the second one and then the th- I, I just i don't care anymore I visually beautiful it. films yeah I just sort of i it. mean i can't do it anymore no it's bad it's bad it's bad it you fucked that up and that yeah. could have been that could have been i think that could have been a lot better in terms of like the the the, the stories that could have been told there yeah yeah it it Kind of makes me think of movies that they just had a dartboard full of ideas. Yeah. And they're like, and then what happens? And then Throw they threw everything a dart. against the wall. Yeah, they threw a dart at the wall. And oh, like I'm just going let's through blow t- up the pyramids. I know. I'm just know. going through Tim Burton's IMDb. Yeah. You know, Beetlejuice, Sleepy um, Hollow, Sleep. That was a terrifying movie. Yep. Um, you know, uh, um, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Ed Wood, Mars Attacks. Wood, what a great yeah. movie! Mars Attacks is a great film. Um, the first Planet of the Apes. I think the new Planet of the Apes movies are way better, but that was a good take on that. You know, uh, like Charlie with, and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, uh, Sweeney Todd, which was really good. You know what? Corpse Bride? It, <laughs> this is weird. It was I've weird, seen yeah. Corpse Bride, which is weird. How have I not seen some of these movies that we <laughs> talked about, but I've seen Corpse Bride? It was on at like two in the morning one night. Yeah, it's always on I, at two in the morning. I flipped it on yeah. and, you know, they made the, the little... I guess, what is it? Claymation? It's probably not claymation. It's probably like a... It's like stop motion, isn't it? Yeah, stop motion, something or other. But it it looks like Johnny Depp. And I think it's Helena Bonham Carter. Of course, it's Helena Bonham Mm -hmm. Carter Mm -hmm. uh, in there. But it's like an entertaining little movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know Michael Bay directed The Rock? Yeah. And Bad Boys? Uh, Bad Boys, yeah. He did a bunch of meatloaf videos. (laughs) Like which ones? Uh, Battered of Hell 2 picture show. Okay. I think which was uh, some kind of video or like a documentary See, of some sort. This, we're moving into Mick G territory here. Yeah, right? Mick G, another guy. Fuck that he, guy. Yeah. What, like that what, That guy, like you could tell he gave that a legitimate effort on but Terminator it, Salvation. How, it just didn't work out. I wonder how many people <clears throat> the sort of transition like that from doing music videos to films. Like Michelle Gondry, what movies did he do? The Science of Sleep, The Green Hornet. Because he did a shit ton of music videos. He was he was very um, in in the music video format. He's kind of a, he's he's visually he's, he's yeah. very unique, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but not a great film director, not no, a great I, storyteller. You know, I, like, I don't think I've seen any of his films, but I've seen that's like you know so many of his music videos. Do you know who Chris Cunningham is? Uh, maybe Chris Cunningham is a is a is a director. Okay. He did uh, the Aphex Twin videos. Oh, good God. Yeah, he does a lot of dark shit. You know, he's kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of like Floria Sigismondi, who did a lot of the Marilyn Manson videos. Yeah. Like the really visceral visual yeah. um, visualists, yeah. let's say, put it that way. They're not necessarily great storytellers. Really good for the application of a music video. But when it comes to a feature film or a short film, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. weird how that, all that shit works. It's... Uh, uh, but I, I see what you mean. There's a. It's cool when people put a stamp on something. So it's like a yeah. little nod to the audience and your fans. Like, yeah. You know. Yep. I did this. Yeah. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know. Me too. Me too. That little thing that you know. It's kind of like a little gift. You know. Like say, just a visual, like little visual yeah. cues here and there. Totally. I find there's a lot of uh, things to do with the. Uh, you're gonna laugh, but. <laughs> the foliage in Tim Burton movies. It's always weird yeah. foliage. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. like a big, you know, think about it. Edward Scissorhands. 
all of the woods in Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Kind of like a, this weird sort of Dr. Seuss-ish like yeah. nightmare scenario yeah, that he's got you, going there are, on. There are, there are notes and little like like cues, yeah. visual cues. And you can tell it's a Tim Burton movie. I find Sam Raimi's the same way. Oh, yeah. Sam yeah. Raimi has that like that signature like you know quick zoom, quick zoom, yeah, and uh, like on an angle like you know, or uh, where I don't know what the term is, but when the camera is moving at the same speed as someone, so it looks as though uh, how do I explain it? It's kind of like another zoom technique where as he's zooming out, it looks like the character is actually moving. But do you know what I'm talking like about? Like panning. Uh, yeah, maybe it's panning, but I don't think it's panning. It's a zoom technique where it actually appears as though the character is right. moving more into the foreground and the background is just bleeding away. Like, have you ever seen that? Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I'm, I think I kind of know what you're talking about. We'll try I, to find I don't have a, a technical term for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find a clip of what I'm talking about, but yeah. he did a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I read a book um, called If Chins Could Kill by Bruce Campbell. Have you read this? <laughs> I love him, though. So... I'll tell you guys a, a bit of a quick story. We're almost done. To, uh, but uh, uh, so I wrote him a letter back in the early 2000s. I was writing right. a song and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be funny if I wrote a character, uh, a song about the character Ash from Evil Dead. Yes. So I wrote him. I wanted to see if he'd respond after he reading this book. I said, um, hey, uh, Bruce, I'm thinking about writing, uh, writing a song called The Ash Hole about Ash Williams. <laughs> what do you think? All he wrote back. He wrote back from his personal account. Yeah. He didn't care. He just wrote back to anybody. He wrote, seriously, I wouldn't mess with that shit, BC. That was all he wrote. He wrote that back to me. What does that mean? Like, don't fuck around with our, our characters and our, you know, this evil dead thing, you know. Don't use us for your song, basically. Oh, man. Yeah. Which is totally him. Like, he's, he's hilarious, right? So the, in this book, he was talking a lot about how they funded that first Evil Dead film. Okay. To the point where they were just going around asking dentists for money. Really? You know? Yeah, just going to anybody. And that was one of his tips. Is like, someone's got money, ask them for money. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> like crazy. A lot of sort of privately funded money was used to make that first movie and talking about how anytime he works with Sam Raimi, he just treats him like shit. Like Sam Raimi beats the shit out of Bruce Campbell <laughs> on every movie that he makes and has a lot of fun doing it. I don't know. Did you watch Ash versus the Evil Dead? Uh, I watched a bit of it, yeah. You should watch it. And it was it. actually really good. It's really, really good. I it's, don't get stars, though, on my on my, on my oh, well, Rogers. Uh, a friend from work uh, lent me the uh, first season and the second season. I've watched two seasons. By now. the way, okay, I'm not, like, I forgot to mention, by the way, but... Okay. The retrovision includes all the seasons of Ash versus Evil Dead. It does? No, I'm just talking about that's the kind of shit that would happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a box with all your favorite shows and all your favorite videos. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? I've been watching a lot of Michael Rappaport lately on Facebook. <laughs> okay. You know Michael, Michael Rappaport? Yes, I know Michael Rappaport. Get the fuck out of here. Get fuck you, Donald Trump. He's like so, he's so New York. <laughs> you sound exactly like him. Anytime. Fuck you, you fuck. Yeah, he's like just crazy. <laughs> but anyway, I would recommend it. If no, I, I mean, if you like, if you like comedic horror, then you should definitely check out Ash versus the Evil Dead. It is. Have I, I have seen it, and it is. It is quite funny, and it's really in the same vein. Stylistically. That whole that whole group did did a lot. Man. Yeah. That whole sort of because what else have they done? They did the Spartacus show i yeah. believe no i don't think sam Raimi was involved with that i can't remember but that group of people you know <laughs> they, so they did spartacus they oh, did Herc i think they did hercules the legendary yes. journeys and xena they did Zena warrior princess the evil deads uh kevin sorbo where's he now oh, do you remember when we went to go see the hercules movie at was, Laurent, you and i and a bunch of friends it wasn't hercules wasn't it Call the Conquerors. Oh yeah, it was Hercules. It was no IMDb. No, what was it? It was it, it was, was the feature film it was that Sorbo, Kevin Kevin Sorbo. And it was called Call the Conqueror, and it was the no. worst. Yes, no. it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Kevin Sorbo in Jesus. I don't think it was Call the Conqueror. No, man, I don't think so. All right, just I think you're wrong. Here we go. Let's see. Call uh, the Conqueror. Here it is. Is it? Starring Kevin Sorbo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, 1997. We went to go see that in the theater. I don't know why we went to go see that. It was theater. bad. But you and I, I remember you and I laughing because it would go into this, you know, 
epic ancient times battle with like Yeah, it was like it was like it was like glam rock guitar. Yeah. It was odd. <laughs> it was weird. Okay, where is that guy now? He's like Tia Carrera. Yeah, Sorbo. He just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to work anymore. You think Sorbo's rich enough that he could just drop it all and Celebrity Net Worth, let's check it out. That's another website I love going to, just like IMDB. Sorbo, okay. Kevin Sorbo. Okay, Kevin Sorbo, net worth. How much do you think he's worth? Oh, man, I don't know. Six million dollars. Sorbo's worth six million? Dude. The, yeah, he's worth fucking six okay, million bucks. If someone wrote you a check for six million, would you just retire from everything? Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely would. Yes, of you course. You would stop would. working immediately? I would stop working. I well, would write my memoirs. As John Malkovich <laughs> says. <laughs> memoirs? <laughs> memoirs? There's an R in there somewhere. It should be memoirs, but it's memoirs. Memoirs. Memoirs, John Malkovich. Oh, man. oh my God. Um, okay, just before we sign off, yeah. anybody listening, yeah. we will read your emails on the air. Yeah. We will respond to you interactively. Yes. Mail us, email us, use the electronic mail, yes. contact us yes. at oddly specific podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Say it, .com, oddly specific podcast at gmail.com. We have three reviews on iTunes right now. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, our listenership seems to be growing a little I bit. I kind of like the fact that we're getting sort of the same amount of listens a week. Yeah. You know, we're not big, uh, I hate the term, but we're not big attention whores. We like, we just like, uh, Did you say attention whores? Whores. Attention whores. You know, we're, you know, I, I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool that there seems to be like yeah. a, a, you know, a group totally. of people that are totally. uh, checking this out every week. So. Yeah. So we want to interact with you, the listeners who are yes. listening to us. We want to interact with you. Yes. Email us. Communicate with us. Yes. Chris will give you a mani pedi. I will. <laughs> I will. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that's what I just wanted to say. Contact us. Interact with us. Communicate with us. Do you remember intimate and interactive on much music? Yes, I do. I miss that shit. Man. I found a VHS tape of some taped videos from the Pepsi Power Hour back in the 90s. Oh, man, I miss much music and music plus a lot. Um, Yeah, I know. There's no such thing as those channels I anymore. Know, I know. It's, it's all 24-7 South Park and Tosh.0. It's weird. Does much music still technically exist? I don't know. Man, Maybe I, just, I just remember watching Rap City. Yeah. What happened to Moses Snymer? Another Where, guy dropped off the face yeah. of the... Like, Fisher Stevens, Fisher. where's he? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Crispin Glover, where Chris, is he? But he pops up in shit. He was just in um, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, where's David Letterman? Uh, yeah. He grew a big fucking beard and like Jeremiah Johnston into the woods. So on Jimmy Kimmel, did you see the Halloween? No. D Dave Grohl dressed up as Jimmy Kimmel and went on Jimmy Kimmel because you know how he does all these guest hosts yeah, or whatever? Yeah, Dave yeah. Grohl did it as David Letterman. It was pretty funny. Really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Dave Grohl pops up in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's another guy. He, like, he definitely doesn't have to work anymore. Yeah. And he, he gives zero fucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely. Only he just, he, he stays on the radar just because I think he likes taking the piss out of people. I think the last thing I'll say on here is, mm -hmm. did you see the clip of him falling off the stage and breaking his leg? I, I did see that. Yeah. It, was, it was so. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. But I also started laughing when. You know, they, they pan the cameras yeah. down. He's like, oh, oh, guys, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, oh, my God, my leg is broken. It's kind of like, you know, in Austin Powers, when yes. the guy's, you know, it falls It smells through. like almonds. Yeah. So he's on the ground. I mean, the guy's a trooper. No, yeah. You know, fucking. His leg was really broken. Yeah. yeah. And it, I saw the height that he fell from, man. That was nuts. I know. So anyway. Anyway. All right. Chris, All right. Uh, have a good week. You too. We'll see you guys next weekend. Yeah.